What's up, what's up guys, and welcome to another episode of the Powerhouse Mentality Podcast. I am your host, I am Caitlin Kenna, and today guys, what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about what's going on in my life right now, because as of right now, I am a, we are officially eight days and like 18 hours, or I don't know, I have an Instagram countdown, it's like eight days and some change out from our wedding. So it's December 6th today. Our wedding's on December 15th. So I guess technically like nine full days. Um, But, you know, I wanted to use this opportunity to talk about um, our love story. Kind of like give you guys a little bit of an insight on how Stone and I met, kind of like the progression of our relationship, but also, you know, tie in a couple different lessons that I've learned along the way. And hopefully to help you guys understand that, you know, everything truly does happen for a reason. And that's something that I've always believed in, but more so over the last three years. um, Because so much has happened in my life and has changed in my life that I think about how one little decision and one little choice or one moment or one thing that I did kind of created a domino effect that completely changed the trajectory of my life. So, you know... I want to start off by just telling you guys how we met, because that's kind of where the story begins, right? So Stone and I met during the, during the COVID scamdemic shutdown, whatever you want to call it, Uh, but during a time where people were not seeing each other and when nobody was leaving their homes, I had just moved to a new apartment. Um, I moved out from where I was living with a roommate, my roommate, Megan, Um, I moved into a new apartment because I was like, you know what, it's time for me to just kind of get my own place, um, get my own space and just, you know, take the next step in my life in that direction. And at the time I was receiving unemployment, I had been furloughed from my position as a general manager at uh, Fitness Connection, which was the gym that I managed for a bit. Um, I had worked my way up at that point from assistant fitness manager to um, sales manager to top sales manager in the country and then to assistant general manager, and then to finally getting a general manager's position two months before the scamdemic. And that was just like perfect timing because I had worked so fucking hard for that position, and then it was all taken away from me. So as you can imagine, I was in a pretty, pretty dark place because, you know, at the time I was at the gym more than 12 hours a day. Like my shift was 12 hours. My shift was eight to eight. Generally, I wouldn't leave until like nine because if you've ever worked in a gym or especially if you've ever managed a corporate gym, you understand that like you have numbers to hit. But also there are a lot of fires that need to be put out like all of the time. So your schedule kind of just depends on when you can actually get away. So, you know, I would go there at like 5 a.m., work out, and then I would start my shift at eight And then I would leave at like nine, go home, meal prep for the next day, and then go to bed. So my life was literally the gym. And then the only time that I had off was Sunday and Saturday. I was there for half the day, which turned into the majority of the day. And so all that I knew was the gym. And at this point, I had been furloughed for about six months. It was maybe like um, the end of June into July is when I moved into that apartment. And on July 4th, is when 
I first heard from Stone. And it's kind of funny how it happened because I was actually in the process of doing phase one. And for those of you who don't know, it's phase one of the Live Hard program. It's like the post 75 hard, right? So you do 75 hard for 75 days and you go into phase one. And phase one incorporates a lot of different tasks um, on top of 75 hard. But, you know, if you want to hear more about 75 hard, I will drop Andy Frisella's podcast down below in the show notes so that you guys can check that out because that's a whole nother podcast all in itself. And he, um, he created the program and it changed my fucking life. So I definitely recommend you guys all try it out, especially if you're in a place in your life where you don't really know where, what direction to go in. But so I was finishing up phase one, I believe it was on like day 28 or 27 at the time. And I posted a video after my workout of me just like looking out onto the garage, um, out of the garage, and it was pouring rain. And I put that on my Instagram story. And I got a response from this person who I've never like, I didn't even know they were following me. And then I checked and they had just recently started following me like a day before. And it was Stone. And he commented and he said, where are you that it's raining? And I was like, oh, I'm in Raleigh. Like, um, I'm in Cary right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. And he was like, oh, that's weird. I'm in Fayetteville and we're outside and it's sunny and I'm playing volleyball with a couple of my buddies um, for the 4th of July. Which is weird because uh, now knowing Stone, like, I don't know why the fuck he was playing volleyball. That's very, very out of, char- out of character. Uh, but whatever, you know, it's the 4th of July, so you do whatever. Um... And then we just literally started talking, like, back and forth for days. Like, just started talking. Like, I don't even know what we were talking about. Half the time we were talking about, like, cookies and sushi because I was talking about how excited I was to finish phase one um, to be able to have, like, um, more of a relaxed meal where I could have a cookie because I feel like I earned it at that point. And then after phase one ended, you know, we continued to talk. And me being me, being a psychopath that I am, after I finished phase one and I couldn't start phase two for another 30 days, I wanted to kind of fill that gap and do a little bit of a challenge. So I ended up saying, you know what? I'm going to do a full week of the most brutal hero workouts that I could find. For those of you who don't know hero workouts or hero wads, such as like Murph that you would do on Memorial Day, um, they are brutal. They are for a cause, right? To remember those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. And so it was less about me, more about challenging myself, of course, but also just about creating awareness and showing people that like, hey, if you're training hard with these workouts, like the pain's going to end. But for that hero who lost their life and gave the ultimate sacrifice, that pain didn't end, right? They gave the ultimate sacrifice. So it was kind of just like to create awareness more than anything. And I was like, you know, anybody who wants to join me, you know, shoot me a DM. Let's do it together. You know, we'll do the workouts every single day and uh, we'll tag each other. We'll create this whole community around it. Um, unfortunately I didn't get a lot of people joining me because, uh, people, you know, didn't want to do really, really brutal workouts every single day, uh, for a week and stone this random dude who I had just learned was, uh, in Fayetteville, North Carolina at Fort Bragg, um, in the army. And he was like, you know what? I'll do it. Cause I like to suffer. I like to challenge myself, you know? And I was like, oh, cool. This dude's going to do it, which This part is important. The reason why I'm telling this part, okay? It's important because I respected the hell out of him for not just saying he was going to do the workouts and committing to it, but actually keeping that promise to himself and 
filling it. Even when, you know, we would have conversations and he would be like, oh, I have, I had like a five mile ruck this morning and I really don't feel like doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway because I promised myself and I promised you that I would. And that was huge because that, that's something that not a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people when they're tired, when they're sore, when, you know, they have a lot going on, they make that excuse and they don't do the workout. But he did it every damn day. And we suffered together, even though we weren't together. And after that, it was like, okay, this guy seems like, you know, he's legit. He's very um, attractive. You know, I was looking through his photos. He's kind of mysterious because he doesn't post that much. But, you know, the more I got to know him and the more vulnerable we got with each other, I wanted, I needed to meet him. And so we planned to, like, he would drive up. Um, it's like an hour, hour and a half ride. Um, he would drive up and we would go out to dinner at a place called Chewy's. It's like a Mexican Tex-Mex restaurant. It's like a chain. I've never been there, but he loved it. And there was one literally two minutes from my apartment. So we were like, hey, yeah, let's go. And it was right before he was supposed to go off to Sears school, which for those of you who don't know what Sears school is, it's basically like prisoner of war training. So you're basically a prisoner of war for like two weeks and you're put through miserable hell and they starve you. You eat like grains of rice. Um, it's kind of brutal. <laughs> and um, he was supposed to go the following, like we were supposed to meet on Saturday. He was supposed to go on Monday. So it was like, okay, his last meal type thing. And I was like, well, you know, even if, you know, we hang out and we don't really connect, it's not a big deal because he's going away for two weeks and I'm not going to be able to communicate with him. So we'll see what happens. And I remember just being so freaking nervous for this because, you know, a little bit of backstory, like, I've been hurt a lot. Like, I know that a lot of people have been hurt a lot, but, like, I have, I have at this point, had really bad trust issues. Um, you know, if you listen to the eating disorder episode that I put up, you know that my father kind of, like, was my best friend, and then he turned around, got addicted to drugs, and started abusing me. And so I don't really have trust in that sense because that's happened to me there. But then also, when I moved to North Carolina, uh, North Carolina originally, the relationship that I was in at the time for two or three years turned toxic and slightly um, manipulative. So I couldn't trust that. And then I had right before that during the pandemic, right after I got furloughed and lost my job, um, I was at the time dating somebody who was stationed in the army, got stationed over in Japan, and he ended up cheating on me. Um, and he told me through Facebook Messenger, so fuck that. But at the point, I didn't trust anyone, okay? And so I went out with this guy, and I remember the first thing, um, he pulled up in a blue Raptor, beautiful blue Raptor, and I didn't really, like, I wasn't really a car person. Now I'm, like, a huge car person. Like, Raptor's on my vision board. Like, we have a Raptor, but I want my own Raptor too, right? Um and I was like, damn, that's a nice truck, like impressive. And he saw me, he stopped the vehicle. He got out of the car or the truck. He introduced himself and then he, I went to get into the car and he followed me and opened the door for me. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've never had that happen to me before. So he got some, um, some points early on, right? So little things that like impressed me. And made me realize that like, wow, I can be treated this way. Like, cause I'm not used to being treated like that. You know, I'm used to be kind of treated like garbage, frankly. Um, but 
we went out to dinner. We stepped inside Chewy's and none of us had, neither of us had masks. And the Chewy's people were like, you need masks. So we were like, oh, we don't have them. So that was another thing that we connected on. And then we sat at Chewy's, you know, and he was like, oh, do you want to get some fajitas to share? And I was like, no, I don't share my food. Like 100% don't share my food. And I think he, he respected that in a sense because like, you know, I feel like most guys, when they go out with girls, the girls are going to have like the salad or they're going to try to eat as little as possible. And I was just like, fuck that. I'm hungry. I'm eating. I fit this into my macros. Like I train hard. Um, so we had fajitas. We went to Starbucks after and it was like 8 PM. So it was like, wow. Okay. He actually asked to go to Starbucks. It wasn't like my decision. He was like, do you want to go to Starbucks? Cause it was right next door. I was like, hell yeah. So it was like, we got some cold brew and then we went back to my apartment and I was like, do you want to come in and hang out? He's like, yeah, sure. So get your minds out of the gutters, people. We went inside and we literally talked for like four hours. For like four hours. I never, never spoken to somebody for four hours. Like I, I didn't even know I had four hours of content to talk about. But we just talked about our past, about random shit. I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what we spoke about. But again, for those of you who know Stone or have met him, he is not the talker. So that's kind of a big deal. In fact, when I told his pastor this story, he was like, Stone? Stone did that? Like Stone talked for four hours? It's like, yeah. Um, Then I walked him out to his car. I sent him home. We maybe hugged. I can't remember. Um, But then I remember going back to my apartment, calling my mom and saying, Mom, I think I'm going to marry this person. I think I'm going to marry this guy. Like, I really do. I just have a good feeling. And that's, you know, now we're eight days out from our wedding. So it's kind of wild how that works. Uh, But, you know, I couldn't stop thinking about him. You know, he, it seemed like it was like the same for him. You know, we started flirting via text. And then he came out that week, the next weekend, and he stayed over um, for the weekend. And we worked out together. Um, we went out to dinner, we got sushi, we got cookies, you know, we watched a movie, and then we kissed. And I, like, can still remember that moment, and I still remember how I felt in that moment. And it's, like, it's fucking magical. Like, let me tell you, like, if you're somebody out there who's, you know, feeling lonely or waiting or always looking for somebody to to be your companion – I've been there, like where you just want to meet someone, you want things to go right. Guys, love is going to find you when you least expect it. And you should never, ever, ever settle for anything less than, you know, the butterflies, the things that you deserve. Like, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Like, don't settle. Don't settle for somebody who doesn't treat you right, for someone who doesn't support you, for someone who doesn't push you to be better. Don't settle for somebody who makes you feel like anything less than what you are. And then, you know, from there, the rest is kind of history. I mean, like we hung out, he was, he came over every single weekend, you know, and then he went out in the field for, I think it was like eight or 12 weeks. I can't remember. It was a long time. I think it was 12 weeks. He ended up, um, not shooting his toe, but he ended up, uh, the way he likes to phrase it is, I think he just like a like an empty shot went into his boot accidentally um, because the gun kind of went off. It was overheated. So I get a text like 
you know, 12 weeks into this or eight weeks. I again, I can't remember the exact timeline, but I get a text like eight weeks into this. And, you know, he had no communication with me. So this was kind of like a big thing. Like, oh, is he going to remember me? And I remember getting a text and it, I was at the gym and I just finished a workout. So I was like laying on the floor dying. And I get this text saying, I've missed you so much. I can't wait to see you. Also, I, I hurt myself. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. But, um, you know, he came back and slowly, eventually, very slowly, but kind of subtly moved in. So um, we moved in together. And then a couple months later, we got our dog, Kane. And now we have a home in Florida. And we're getting married. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Obviously, there's like two and a half years of stories in there. But, you know, the first lesson here that I want to tell you guys is, you know, take the chance. Shoot your shot. Don't think about what if. Like, what if I ask this person out or I talk to this person and they turn me down? Fuck, man. What if they don't? Like, what if they don't? Like, what if I never responded to Stone's message? What if he never shot me a message? What happens? Where am I now? Where is he now? Shoot your shot. Take a chance. Life is meant to be full of risks, right? You have to take the chance because if you don't, you're going to get to the end of your life and wonder what if, and you're going to have a fuck ton of regrets. And there is, that is no way to live life. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my coffee. I am drinking some decaf americano with peppermint mocha collagen uh this is not an ad but peppermint mocha collagen is the fucking shit and it makes your coffee taste holiday magical and basic bitch like and adds 15 grams of protein and collagen which helps with your hair skin nails joints and tendons um but that's besides the point guys the second second lesson here is that all of the darkness and all of the fucking pain, it ends. It ends. It does. Um, I was at probably one of the darkest points of my life when um, I met Stone. I, Like I said, I had just been furloughed. I lost my job. I didn't know how I was going to be able to pay rent. Things were kind of piling up. Um, I didn't know if the gyms would ever reopen. I didn't know if I wanted to continue at the gym once it did reopen because honestly, that was a toxic work environment and I was starting to find a love for coaching people online, which is another story. Um, I was kind of getting those thoughts of like suicide back in my head because I was like, you know, what's, what's the point? Like I was just cheated on. Like my family doesn't live near me. I'm, I'm alone. I have my cat kind of turning into a hermit in a sense, but I never stopped working hard. You know, I always found pride in that. And then stone popped into my life and made me feel like I was worth something. And he supported me like for the first time I was in a relationship where the other person supported what I was doing instead of always talked down on how much I work and how much I care about this and that. He actually supported me and he pushed me to be better. Like we would work out together and he would push me. And mind you, I don't work out with people. Like I just don't work out with people. I don't run with people. I don't work out with people. Training time is my time. Now we haven't worked out or ran together in a while just because um, our schedules are a little bit different. But we ran together. We worked out together. We did all the things. So 
The third thing, guys, is life is fucking wild. Life is wild. Um, And like I said before, love finds you when you least expect it. And you can use that analogy and same thing. Like opportunities find you when you least expect it. So be ready to jump on those opportunities and take that chance when that door is open because that door might not open again. You know, the fourth thing I have written down here is no matter how broken you are or how broken you feel, you can always be put back together. Always. Like, it's just going to take some work. Work on your end, but also having somebody to support you. And that's what Stone is for me. He's literally, a, I, I hate to be cliche, but he is my rock. Right? He's Stone and he's my rock. But I was fucking broken. I was so broken. And I thought, like I said, there, I thought there was no way out. I really didn't. And he showed me that life can be really beautiful and that life is meant to be lived, right? Like, I've never laughed as much as I have being with him. I've never smiled as much. And even when times are really hard and when times are really shitty, he makes everything better just by being there. And he doesn't bullshit me either. He tells me, like, when I'm working out and when I'm like, I really don't want to do this, he says, do it. Like, you're going to do it. And you're going to push and you're going to be better. And guys, the last thing that I really want to stress, especially now in today's day and age where everybody's focused on work and everybody's focused on social media and everybody's focused on everything. You know, prioritize the people that you love and remind them how important they are to you. Like, I'll randomly write Stone little messages, like little post-its, so that when he gets up for work, he sees that and he knows that I'm thinking of him. Or, you know, doing something small for your spouse. Like, doing something small for the person that you love. And always, always, always telling them and reminding them that you love them. Because life is fucking short. You know, two months ago, we lost our, our youngest dog, Murph. Um, unexpectedly, he we let them out in the yard. 20 minutes later, when we went to get them, Murph was dead. We don't know what happened. We were assuming he had like a heart attack or a brain aneurysm or, or something sudden because he was a very healthy puppy and nothing was wrong. But that instant, as horrible as it was, it allowed me to realize that I'm taking life for granted and that I need to live every single day like it's my last. You know, if you haven't called your mom or your dad or, or, or your brother or somebody that you love, if you haven't called them in a while and just told them that you love them, that you care about them and that you're there for them, do that. Shoot them a text. Like, shoot them a text. You never know what life's going to throw at you. So... You know, there's a lot more stories that I could tell here, but those will come. I just wanted to give you guys like kind of like a broad perspective of how we met, some lessons that I've learned along the way, and if there's one thing that you take away from this podcast, I want you guys to remember to take the chance. Stop stop worrying about what other people think. Stop worrying about what could happen. What if I fail? What if I fuck up who cares try it because if you never try you'll never know but guys that's all i got for you today if you need anything at all shoot me a message i always put my email and my instagram down below if you found any value from this podcast please share it i appreciate you guys as always and go out today and do one thing that's going to take you one step closer to where you want to be